0: OCAM Finance, the decentralized finance platform built on Cardano promises to bring liquidity to upcoming projects. How they plan to do it? We hear from the president of the OCAM Association himself. Plus, Cardano made history Wednesday and Charles took to his YouTube page to react. And finally, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission penalizing Coinbase over $6 million You might be surprised at the shadiness. That's all coming up on your Cardano Update. Hello everyone and welcome to your Cardano Update. Today is the 2nd of April 2021. I'm James Keever. I'm a stake pool operator along with Dave and Isaac at United Stakes of Cardano. Our ticker is USA01 and we'd very much appreciate your delegation. We've got a high pledge and a wealth of varied experience between the three of us. It's also the stake pool paying the bills for this newscast. So please like the video and subscribe and maybe throw some delegation our way. Ready or not, decentralized finance is coming to Cardano and now it's all about who's first to the game. Our next segment is about a project generating a bit of a buzz on Twitter and we're thrilled to bring you this interview all about Ocom Finance and Razor's Edge. Mark Berger out of Zurich, Switzerland. He's the founder of Scalable Solutions and president of the OCam Association, the brains behind an exciting decentralized finance project built on Cardano's network called OCam.Fi. Mark Berger, I know you're a really busy guy, so we're really grateful for your time today.
1: James, thanks for having me and uh, yeah, giving me this opportunity to uh, present our project to the fantastic Cardano community.
0: Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. If you would, just start by introducing us to OCam Phi. Specifically, where are you headquartered? How were you established? And what was it about Cardano that got your attention?
1: All right, so uh, OCam Phi will have uh, basically three products. Um, the first product is called uh, OCam Razors, Um, That's a launchpad with the goal um, of enabling uh, Cardano projects, Cardano developers, to go and build on Cardano. The second uh, product that we have is called OpenPix. And if I would have to give you a really high-level pitch, I would say it's the Uniswap version 4 built on a better blockchain. Then the third and, and last uh, product that we'll have is the Okan DAO, which is going to be represented by the OCC token. And the OCC token and the DAO product will allow to decentralize uh, all Open finance uh, system over time.
0: I'm sorry, can you repeat that last thing that you said? Our connection isn't so great, but I, I, just the last thing I missed.
1: I'm very sorry. So I said the um, OCAM DAO is represented by the OCC token, and the OCC token will be a governance token that will allow to decentralize the whole protocol over time.
0: I see. Now, I've read some of the articles that you've got out on Medium and uh, some of the material out there, and I know one of the objectives of of OCAM.Fi is to provide liquidity to different DeFi projects and different things to advance the ecosystem. And I was just curious if you could comment on the mechanisms OCAM will use to provide liquidity.
1: Absolutely. So first of all, it's very important to say that we'll have OCAM Razor and OCAM X. So OCAM Razor is going to be what in traditional terms we refer to as a primary market. So it allows you to um, open up the market for a, a new asset, and it's it's a different uh, way um, of offering that token, um, or whatever asset it may be. And then we have OccamX, um where you have uh, basically an exchange, a trading platform, um, a secondary market where you find right, discovery. Now, um, we have seen a lot of innovation Um, in the DeFi space, um, where sort of those liquidity pools, where you basically stake um, two tokens into a liquidity pool, um, and then they're available um, to be traded in a fully decentralized way. And this has taken off, kind of, in the last one and a half years. Um, It's been becoming really big lately. Um, And we are coming from traditional markets. So you mentioned I'm also the CEO of of Scalable Solutions. Mm -hmm. So Scalable Solutions is a blockchain infrastructure company that has around 250 developers and come from the traditional uh, financial market side. And what we um, maintain is centralized digital asset exchanges for clients around the globe. So we have we are running or we're proud to run um, about 22 exchanges and about 16 different uh, wallets that um, some of them are are quite big um, and and we sort of run them as a white label service as a SaaS cloud behind the scenes. And with our financial knowledge um, we discovered that uh, decentralization um, in trading is going to be important. So we invested quite some uh, effort in researching this field um, and analyzing it in order to understand what's going on, to make a decision if this is going to stay around. Um, and we obviously came to the decision um, that that it will stay around and uh, grow massively. But we also saw um, all the things that despite the innovation are not working in today's environment. And there is this whole list of things um, that uh, must be improved uh, in order to have a robust uh, DeFi system. And that's where uh, Cardano comes into play. Now, attracting liquidity um, for open uh, finance um, will have various different ways uh, to do that. Um, I think... um, One important way is that um, some centralized exchanges um, have entered a partnership uh, with us. And um, what they're going to provide us is a centralized um, liquidity bridge. So people who have used uh, USD Tether um, in the past or are still using it, they know it runs on various different blockchains. And in some of those exchanges, you can deposit um, the USDT in either of those blockchains. And if you want to withdraw it, you can choose on which blockchain uh, you want to withdraw it. And one of the problems right now uh, with another um, established, let's say, uh, protocol in the space (laughs) is that um, the gas fees are basically uh, killing the usage of, of of a normal user because it's unbearable to use. Uh, you have to pay like 80 bucks or 100 bucks to just do a transaction. Um, and you don't and, even know what
0: that transaction charge is gonna be till after it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I know yeah, which yeah. chain and, you're and, and so, about.
1: And, and, and so forth and so on. So, And um, I mean, <sighs> Wouldn't it be a super cool option if you go to your exchange where you've already been customer for four years or whatever, or you just become a new customer, and then you have the choice to withdraw your favorite token um, onto a blockchain that is more efficient. And it will cost you less, by the way. Um, and going forward, there will even be interesting uh, opportunities to earn yield as well. So, this is the, the centralized uh, liquidity bridge um, that we have here most, uh, already out there that is describing um, in detail um, how this uh, liquidity bridge will work. And we'll start um, introducing this bridge uh, for the OCC token as a very first. So, it's very likely that um, our native uh, OCC token is going to be the first um, ADA token that is going to be listed on uh, several exchanges um, and where you have the opportunity to switch it between um, those two chains. Going forward, um, the idea is that we can enable um, any um, ADA token uh, with this uh, bridge and by that um, create um, more demand and basically um, yeah, have a mechanism to list um in an easier way um ADA tokens on, on uh, use or, or on, on popular exchanges etc um so so that's one way yeah and and then the second part is that um those exchanges going forward um they discovered that they need to offer their users way to generate yield right so right now um people start to withdraw um, funds from the exchange and put them into um, some like DeFi smart contracts where they can uh, earn some yield. And for an exchange, it's kind of bad because when you don't have the funds on there, you're not trading on there. So in other words, they're losing business. So what we have come up with those exchanges is a solution um, that basically is a button that says click here and provide liquidity um, to uh, DeFi protocol, which of course is open finance and earn yields. And then the exchange is basically taking care of this uh, for for the user. So, so that's another way where we're going to make it super, super simple uh, for the user uh, in, in the near f- future. Um, and besides that, we'll have uh, a lot of uh, token supply, um, put into a bucket, which we call uh, liquidity incentives. And we we'll have a lot of liquidity mining incentives for people who supply uh, liquidity to the Optimex exchange uh, in the near future. Um, and this is gonna be, um, yeah, instrumental um, to have an incentive for people to start using uh, our decks in, in the future once it's launched on Cardano.
0: Oh, you've really thought this through. Uh, I do have a question for you, though. Project Catalyst uh, already allows startups to raise funds on Cardano. I mean, it's almost as if you're saying with OCAM.fi that Catalyst isn't good enough to grow Cardano's DeFi and DAP landscape by itself. Is that what you're saying?
1: Absolutely not. We're a big fan of uh, Catalyst, um, but it's almost if you would say that uh, one Y-combinator in the world would be enough uh, to incubate Uh, and create enough startups that have impact on the world and do good stuff. So uh, we're a big believer um, of, uh, yeah, making uh, impact uh, through our system. Um, And it's just a tool. It's another tool. So um, the more tools you have available that have quality output, uh, the better um, for, for an ecosystem. And, I don't think you should rely on just uh, one way um, how how things um, should be uh, yeah provided with funding um, because you, you need more you see you see it in the startup space um, where you have uh, yeah plenty of different uh, vehicles to uh, get ideas financed and oftentimes um, ideas that get turned down. Um, from a certain investor, or from a certain VC, um, or in a certain grant funding platform, or whatever. Um, when those people um, refine the idea and they try it elsewhere, um, it can eventually still become a hit, right? Um, and if you have only like one way to the solution, you're limiting yourself. So why why should Cardano, as an ecosystem, limit itself?
0: I totally agree. And I, for one, am really excited to see uh, this uh, you in the space and OKM.Fi in the space. Uh, It's very interesting and um, man, the future is bright. If you would, tell us a little more about yourself, your professional background, other projects you're interested in or working on, and and specifically your Cardano story.
1: Sure. So um, I have 20 years of uh, experience in in technology. Um, I have done uh yeah basically a a mouthful of of startups um so some of them uh went really well i was able to to exit them um some of them i i hit the wall uh which is probably normal um but my uh, success ratio is still 33 percent so i'm i'm kind of proud of, of that one um and i got into blockchain um through Bitcoin, probably as many of you, uh, many, many years ago. And at some point, I was helping um, a Swiss investment bank to um, establish a uh, derivative um, that would mirror the Bitcoin price and it would be listed uh, across uh, the relevant uh, yeah, European trading platforms for, for derivatives. And at the time, this was quite a challenge. So we're talking late 2015, early 2016. At the time, you had no like institutional custodians or whatsoever. So we had to sort of build up a a custody system that, uh, yeah, would have a lot of requirements in terms of security, in terms of procedures, all of that stuff. Yeah, we managed that to do that very successfully. Um, So the the Bitcoin Tracker Certificate um, that uh, eventually was was then launched uh, in in April uh, 2016 uh, became an instant hit. So yeah, that that Tracker Certificate eventually became a hit, Um, but banks stay banks. So it was very difficult to um, get more ideas uh, running so there were like at least 20 ideas that I had on the map to sort of, uh, yeah, make digital assets uh, more fashionable um, and uh, convince regulators about those things. But it didn't really work out in the bank. So out of frustration, um, I I quit, uh, and that was my only job um, I've ever done so far. Um, Other than that, it was always uh, entrepreneurial. And right after that, um, I helped start a company called uh, Currency.com. It was the first regulated uh, tokenized securities exchange. So basically what you could do there is you could... um, yeah, deposit some Bitcoin and then trade um, a uh, Tesla token. So that would be a token that would represent the price of Tesla. And there were at least like 4,000 uh, different uh, stocks, tokenized securities um, trading on that venue, and that's that's still going on today. Um, then a few other things I've done is um, I consulted for a company called Alpha Point, um, which. Uh, yeah, runs uh, exchanges as, as a white label business. So similar what's what I'm doing uh, with my own company um, called Scalable Solutions. Um, and yeah, um, then, um, yeah, I created Scalable Solutions as well as a company called Scale Compliance. So they have similar names. I, I, I wasn't that uh, innovative um, as we are now with with Oakham. Uh, I think the, the the name and the branding is is pretty great. Um, and Scale Compliance sort of focuses on um, compliance for digital assets. So um, it's a, it's a provider for banks to uh, make them comfortable onboarding. Um, people um, that have transacted in crypto. Um, so we do s- some reports and stuff and we do KYC uh, for those banks. Um, and yeah, Scalable Solutions I've already introduced. Um, it's it's technology that is around since 2012, um, but was then uh, merged in, in, in an acquisition uh, into what Scalable Solutions has become uh, today. And uh, yeah, now we're starting uh, Open Finance. And I guess you also asked what what my uh, Cardano journey was so far. Um, I've been holding ADA for a number of years um, and been following um, the the development. I'm specifically interested um, because it's uh, peer reviewed, uh, because you can do formal verification and specifically in financial services, you cannot allow for a mistake to happen. Um, otherwise you see all those uh, hacks or, or drains out of smart contracts um, that we have right now. And so this is a obvious choice for us um, that we're building this stack um, on a protocol where you can avoid all of these mistakes. And my true belief, if, if I think like 10 years in the future, um, is that uh, a protocol like OCAM Finance can really make an impact um, and basically replace um, what we have today uh, with, with centralized um, platforms going on.
0: Very, very interesting. Mark Berger with the OCAM Finance and Razor's Edge. Mark, I didn't even get to half of my questions. I have so much more to ask you. Um, and uh, we are just simply out of time. But Tomorrow, around 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, we'll be doing our first live stream on Twitch. And Mark's agreed to be our very first guest. So stay tuned for that. More details to come. We'll go into way more detail. But if you're not able to catch that, we'll also include some links and resources in the description of this video. Mark, thanks again for coming on the show. and looking forward to talking to you tomorrow on the Premiere live stream. Thank you, James. See you soon. The Cardano Network made history Wednesday, and Charles Hoskinson went to his YouTube page to mark the occasion. It is a special day. It's a special epic. We have now entered the full Ouroboros-Prowse era of Shelley. We were in the hybrid era. We were running both OBFT and we were running Prowse. And epic by epic, you guys saw the system get gradually more decentralized. And now 100% of all block production is done by stake pools, run by you, the community. It's an amazing accomplishment. It's an amazing feat. We'll link to his video in the description if you'd like to see it in its entirety. Disturbing news out of everyone's favorite cryptocurrency exchange. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission fining Coinbase $6.5 million over what they call reckless, false misleading or inaccurate reporting, as well as wash trading by an employee. So you'd think regulators would forbid exchanges from trading on their own platform. But apparently they just have to declare it openly, which Coinbase did, but they also traded from multiple accounts and used multiple automated trading systems to essentially wash trades and make it look like their Bitcoin-Litecoin trading pair were blowing up, which they really weren't. I, for one was shocked. We'll link to the CFTC's order in the description of the video. Alright, as I said earlier in the show, I'll be doing my first live stream all about Cardano on the Twitch platform. I'd like to encourage all content producers actually to explore the Twitch platform. There's enormous onboarding potential and not very many people talking about Cardano. In any event, tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'll begin broadcasting Kiever on Cardano. And we've got an amazing show lined up for you. So please check it out. Nine guests, last I checked, if everyone shows up. And we'll be leading with Mark Berger of Ocom Finance for a deeper dive into his DeFi project, all the questions I didn't get to ask. And uh, you have an opportunity, too, because we're really going to be interacting with the live chat. So this is your opportunity to ask him a question yourself, Tomorrow, 2 p.m., Twitch TV slash James Kieber. And if you need to reach us, you can do so on one of these channels. Make sure to like and subscribe and delegate to our stake pool, United States of Cardano, ticker USA01. Drop me a line when you do so I can personally thank you for your delegation. All right, not too long back, we covered another DeFi project, Onomy Protocol. We hope to talk to Lalo again soon more about his project, but if you missed that episode, you can catch it by clicking right here. All right, everyone, thanks again for watching. I'm James Kiever, and that's your Cardano Update.